The holidays were good to restaurants. 16 Handles is buying a cookie dough concept and Carol's Restaurant Group CEO, Paolo Pena, passes away. Welcome to, fir- Welcome to the first RB Daily of 2023, where we'll take a quick look at the industry's top stories from the editors of Restaurant Business. I'm Joe Guskowski, Senior Editor at RB. And I'm RB Associate Editor, Reina Estrada. The holiday shopping season proved a merry one for the nation's restaurants, with consumers spending 15.1% more on restaurant meals between November 1st and December 24th than they did during the same period of 2021, according to MasterCard Spending Pulse. However, that figure does not take into account menu price inflation. Retail spending in general is up 7.6%, according to the sales tracking service. The CEO of Carroll's Restaurant Group has passed away. Paulo Pena, named CEO of the Big Burger King franchisee just last year, died at a hospital unexpectedly on New Year's Eve, the company announced. CFO Tony Hull was named interim CEO. Pena, a former McDonald's operations executive, took the chief executive job in April following the retirement of Dan Accordino. 16 Handles is buying a cookie dough chain. The frozen yogurt chain has acquired dough, Cookie Dough Confections, a brand of edible and bakeable cookie dough. Terms of the deal were not disclosed. Dough is already available both in topping and treat forms at 16 Handles Manhattan locations. The company sells its cookie dough online and ships it nationwide. The company is closing its retail location to make more room for expanded e-commerce sales. Union employees of the four-unit Darwin's Limited Coffee chain in the Boston area are accusing the brand's owners of shutting down the concept to avoid dealing with the workers' contract demands. The workers were asking for a raise to $24 an hour, a month's paid time off, and zero deductible health insurance. Proprietors Steve and Isabel Darwin said that their 30-year-old original store was closed in November because the lease was not renewed, and that they decided to shut the three others to try a different lifestyle. The chain's website has been closed, and a social media posting indicates that the brand's last store closed on December 22nd. Chipotle and Sweetgreen want us to calm our minds and move our bodies. For resolution season this month, both are promoting new lifestyle bowls. Chipotle on Friday plans to launch its first augmented reality lens of Snapchat challenging fans to meditate and exercise. Sweetgreen, meanwhile, has launched a challenge with health guru Melissa Wood Tepperberg, founder of Melissa Wood Health, who pushes mindful movement. In other menu news, new launches are beginning to trickle in as the first week of the new year gets underway. On the health front, Smoothie King introduced high-protein power meal smoothies with a calorie count of less than 350. On the indulgent side, Arby's brought back its mint chocolate shake. There are also new burritos, wings, and chicken sandwiches on chain menus to bring comfort during wintry January days. Grubhub is paying $3.5 million to settle claims by the District of Columbia that it deceived customers with hidden fees. $2.7 million of the amount will go directly to affected customers, and Grubhub will also change how it discloses fees in its app. The suit filed in March accused a delivery company of obscuring fees and marketing misleading offers such as free delivery for Grubhub Plus subscribers. Restaurants will be required to make more accommodations for pregnant and nursing workers under two lesser-known provisions of the Omnibus Spending Bill that became law last Thursday. One provision essentially extends the reasonable accommodation requirement to pregnant employees, meaning restaurateurs and other employers will need to allow more bathroom breaks, permit the workers to sit down during their shifts, and carry a water bottle with them. A second component requires employers to provide nursing mothers with a comfortable private location 
for expressing breast milk and pay them for the time. Three out of four New York City restaurants and bars enjoyed an upsweep in sales where the FIFA World Cup soccer matches were broadcast on U.S. TV, according to a survey conducted by the New York City Hospitality Alliance, a trade group for nighttime hospitality businesses. In addition, 55% of the respondents said that the spike was particularly steep when the United States squad was playing. The findings suggest that the city establishments may be headed for a considerable boom when the World Cup hosted in North America in 2026. And that should do it for today's episode of RB Daily. Tune in every weekday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Joe Guskowski. And I'm Raina Estrada. Have a great day.